the Elevate Yourself podcast is brought to you in partnership with Athletic Brewing. Athletic Brewing is beer that is brewed without compromise. It tastes just like the hard stuff, except you don't get any of the baggage. So no hangover, less calories, less sugar, super yummy, and you can drink it any time of day. Encourage you to check them out at athleticbrewing.com and use code ELEVATE30. That's right, code ELEVATE30 at checkout for 30% off your first order. Do it. Hey now, and welcome to the Elevate Yourself podcast. I'm Rob, and I am thrilled to get to be the host of this show. I feel super lucky. I work for this awesome company called Elevation Health. And in each episode of this show, I get to have a conversation with folks from all different walks of life about how they elevate themselves. It's my hope that these conversations will make you think, force you to change your best, and as a result, help you get a little bit closer to becoming the best version of you. Richard, thank you so much for doing this. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Rob. It's a pleasure to be here. So just tell folks a little bit about your background, kind of your origin story. How did you end up where you are today? Sure. Um, I am a 39-year-old entrepreneur and former physical therapy student, former kinesiology student. Um, I'm a I'm a proud, proud dad, two little kids and awesome wife. So my 10 year anniversary. Um, and yeah, let's see a little bit about how we got here. Um, 17 years ago, I started powder mixing sports drinks in my kitchen for athletes. I was training and coaching, um, as research was coming out about what could be in a sports drink to help it be more effective in all these different measures and biomarkers. And, um, so without the financial resources to go out and buy the top of the line name brand products. I just started making my own and sharing them with athletes. And uh, they, they said they worked great. They worked really, really well, especially for muscle recovery and for, uh, for the reduction of soreness and for back-to-back workout performance. And so they uh, encouraged me to continue doing it. Um, I was working really hard at the time to get into grad school for PT. Um, finally got in uh, at the time it would be a very expensive investment of you know, almost a couple hundred thousand dollars for the tuition to pursue a doctorate in physical therapy. And it just seemed um, like not the ideal path for me at the time. And so I worked full-time as a strength conditioning coach for another year, saving up my pennies, and then jumped in full-time in 2008 to share fluid recovery drinks uh, with the world and just, just get after it. There is so much goodness to unpack in all of that from congratulations on the anniversary of the wife, the kids, the journey, finding your own way, your own path. I I love all of it. Um, And I I just want to say this off the top. Fluid's an awesome, awesome company. Um, We met at the mountains to beach marathon. We had a great conversation. Um, I had never tried your product before that race. I knew it was going to be on course. You'd let me test some stuff while we were at the expo. I thought it was delicious. I went with it. I PR'd my first, my marathon um, and I trusted it the whole way. My stomach did awesome. So I just, it, it's a great, great product. Um, but um, I, I guess, so going from PT to doing it yourself to then 2008, um, tell us a little bit more about the origin and the journey of the business. Like once it was like, okay, we're doing this. How do we go from there to kind of where we are today? 
Sure. Well, well very quickly, I, I realized I need to surround myself with people who had more business acumen and experience than I um, in operations. How do you set up uh, software or accounting to bill customers? What is an account? What, how do you set up an account with someone to become a vendor or a client? Um, I'd heard some of these buzzwords, but I really had no idea what they meant. So I had to kind of build uh, early on. Uh, my my then business partner Dave and I we built a team of uh, an accountant. Uh, we pulled in his father-in-law. We pulled in his father. We pulled in uh, um, kind of a team of people who could help us learn more about business because we knew about strength and conditioning. We knew a little bit about nutrition and whipping up our own stuff. But we really wanted to make this viable. We felt like the best thing we could do is is learn and learn quickly. And uh, one of our uh, my alma mater, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, learn by doing is actually um, what they what they tell all of our students is the, the motto of the school. And so um, we just got after it, surrounding ourselves with other people who knew more. Uh, one of those people, uh, Chris, he was a sales professional in the um, endurance sports industry and in the bicycle industry. And so he said, gosh, I see. Uh, cliff bars and energy gels and all kinds of things at my customers. I can give you access to my customers. You come into this bike shop and, and pitch fluid, man, and tell them how awesome it is, how it's going to help their customers and how they could sell it and how they could make money with it. And I said, well, how are they going to make money with it? How do we even build a price structure? How do we even, before that point, I'm just buying ingredients with personal training money in the kitchen, whipping it up in a giant salad bowl with Kool-Aid or Nesquik. And then feeding it back to the athletes in Ziploc baggies off the tailgate of my truck after practice. So there's a big leap to make from, you know, making an artisan product with a lot of love and doing your homework to then creating a business out of that. Um, you know, and that's a big myth for a lot of startup entrepreneurs. That's, that's a wonderful book series called The E-Myth. Is it because you are capable of making sports drinks, therefore you should create a business that makes sports drinks? Or because you're a capable trainer or physical therapist, therefore you should open your own gym or you should open your own clinic. And oftentimes that's not the case. Uh, but if you really want to pursue that, then you have to be willing to learn a lot of the things you know nothing about. So that's what we did in the early phase, just surround ourselves with people who we could learn from and learn from quickly and um, basically explore different avenues of commerce. And we went after the triathlon market. We went after the cycling market, uh, the running market, um, you know, and and uh, yeah, had various receptions at each place. But that was definitely worth pursuing um, for the for the first few years. Um, we got great feedback from the actual people who would use those products, the runners, the cyclists, the triathletes. Um, it was a tougher sell for the intermediary, often that running store or the bike store, because they would have to understand a new nutritional concept or a new category, and it wouldn't be their bread and butter. It would be an accessory sale or an add-on sale. And so something that while they may be enthusiastic about our journey or our product, that they wouldn't have enough economic uh, incentive to really get behind it and push it. So oftentimes we'd get into a running store that was the place to be and it would sell through and then they wouldn't reorder without us really bugging them or stand on top of them. Then they would reorder, sell through, and then maybe the goo rep or the clip bar rep would come in and fill up that shelf space before they could reorder more fluid um, because shelf space is very coveted. And this is still before kind of a, an internet retail boom in 2008, nine and 10. And so um, it, it was, great for us to really cut our teeth and to learn how to speak to people and learn 
basic languages and processes of business. Um, it was great for us to get the feedback from the end user and also great for us to learn where these limitations would be and where like future limitations would be and how it may not be the best idea to build a business dependent on other businesses um, where we may be on thin ice, you know, depending on how we're selling regardless of product quality. That's again, some really great stuff there. What I think I love the most is the humility and the determination to grow and get feedback and then to use that feedback to then go, okay, this is where we fit in. I think that's so important. Um, and I think it's really, really great advice. Um, thinking about that and those lessons learned. And then again, thinking about like today, like how tell folks a little bit about the operational side of where you are today, thinking back about being, you know, in the back of your truck and mixing things up in a Ziploc bag, mm -hmm. like what's the team look like yeah. today? Yeah. So if you were to come to Fluid um, headquarters today, we're in San Luis Obispo, California. We're here on the Central Coast. Uh, wonderful place to live. Um, easy access to outdoors. Um, usually has year round, very benign weather. Uh, this year we've had a little more rain. Um, but we have um, we have warehousing and office space and fulfillment here in San Luis Obispo. Um, we have production in Los Angeles. Um, so we, we contract with a, a food facility down there that we work with very, very closely that has all of the FDA certificates, GMP certificates, and the insurance and everything you need to safely you know, process food. Um, and, and we even we actually go a step further on top of the required certificates. We do third-party testing for banned substances. So it's an informed sports certified facility, um, which is fantastic. And we move that product here in pallets and, and trucks and unload that. And we'll warehouse here anywhere between 50 and 100 pallets of product. And we perform fulfillment every single day for our customer orders. Um, we have a team of approximately 14 employees right now. Um, several of them who are full-time. Uh, one of them who works full-time remotely on our, our business development team. And then everybody else here, we're in various components of order fulfillment, order kitting, um, or a component building. And uh, yeah, basically just taking care of our customers. Uh, so we have, we have our own forklift, we have a shop Labrador, uh, we have some sports turf. Yeah, we, we try to have, have a good time. Um, yeah, taking care of people. Oh my goodness, it sounds like my dream. Ah, what a what a great place. It would be my happy place. Um, yeah. You, you mentioned the informed sport, and I think this is important. Um, and I just want to highlight on this, just to kind of double click on this for a second. Um, sure. That should not be passed over. And I think that so often the um, the supplement industry and the space, there's a lot out there. There's a lot of noise out yep. there. And people are like, oh, this, that, and the other. Kind of tell folks why that's important, why the informed, the third-party testing and why that matters. Sure. The long story short is that by the same way that we started, you know, powder mixing in a Rubbermaid tote in our kitchen or in our living room or basement, um, we could then put that powder into really pretty packaging and heat seal it or shrink seal it and go put it into a store and you, the customer, would be largely none the wiser. And so until that was somehow uncovered, you know, how is that customer protected? How do you know what you're purchasing is actually what's in there? Um, how do you know that it's food safe? You know, and so really without having um, a quality supply chain in place with the proper um, SOPs and the proper third-party certifications, there's there's no way that you can entirely trust it. And 
if we are really trying to live up to one of our to our vision of being the sports drink company that athletes deserve and one who appreciates their intelligence and respects their perseverance how could we possibly not pursue third party verification um, both of ingredient composition uh, processes and how we quarantine ingredients how we blend them and then testing after the fact for the possible contamination of any banned substance which could come into the play anywhere in the supply chain with a sodium or salt that we buy from somewhere or a uh, ingredient that we buy from somewhere where there's some accidental contamination on how it was sifted or processed or handled. Um, maybe some employee at some place in the supply chain had a prescription in their pocket that fell out and it fell into equipment. Um, there's no way of knowing. There's a lot of ways that can happen. And it's usually accidental contamination. And so we feel that in order to live up to the, the mission and vision that we put on the wall here, um, that's absolutely critical. Um, so in, in globally, informed sport is the preferred certification for athletes at the level of uh, the Olympic level, um, you know, trusted by the World Anti-Doping Agency, trusted by the Premier League. Um, in the United States, there is another agency called the NSF, um, another one called BSEG, I believe it's Canadian based. These, these are all good quality third party certifications. So for anyone who's really interested in some kind of third party, uh, they're going to either audit for um, nutrition composition, they're going to audit for potential banned substance testing, you know, and then that the banned substance testing may or may not be important to you uh, based on who your customer base is as a company. Uh, for us, we have chosen to try to step up and serve athletes at the D1 collegiate and the professional athletic level. And so it's an absolute necessity. Um, they're just too valuable to put anything into their body that looks like a uh, supplement or sports drink mix that isn't tested. So that's it's it's an investment for us. I can tell you that. It's that's a significant right. investment for us. That's, that's what I was saying. It's Financially. Not cheap, it's, not, it's not a cheap deal to no. do. Um, and I would argue that individuals, even if you're not at the D1 level, and I do this for myself, and I, like the, you sh you would want to find that, um, to have that transparency. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that that, yeah. that matters. So um, kudos to you all. And this is another reason why I love you. Um, speaking Thank about you. this, you mentioned some of those other competitors, the – I won't say the names of those people that are on those other shelves and things. I think sure. um, what really stood out to me when I met you and when I've used your, when I use your product um, is that it's different. Right. Um, and so maybe just tell folks a little bit about how you're different than some other products in terms of taste and profile and nutrition and all that. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I think the product you're probably referring to, we use on course for the mountains to beach marathon, which is what we call yeah. fluid performance. Performance. So it's our during exercise endurance drink. Um, so during exercise, the way that we simplify it, we try to combine a certain amount of water, a certain amount of electrolytes, and a certain amount of fuel per time frame. And that is kind of the secret sauce. And you might adjust that ratio based on temperature or based on humidity or based on maybe um, your ability to digest carbohydrates. But we just keep keeping it super simple. Um, performance is unique because it is not a simple carbohydrate-based drink mix. It's not a sugar-based drink mix. It is a complex carbohydrate-based drink mix. And what this does is it allows us to reduce the concentration of the mix um, by ba basically putting more glucoses together in a, a easy-to-digest link, like a soluble, um, fast-digesting starch, if you will. 
Um, and so it makes it more digestible. It also makes it less sweet. Um, and so that way we can pack more fuel into a less sweet drink mix that is easily digestible um, and slightly more expensive for us to make. But the net effect for the user is something that is an, a wonderful fuel source, a wonderful hydration source, um, something that tastes good all day. Um, reducing that sugar composition is, is just a nice thing for athletes who the longer that you're out there, the more likely you are to get tired of what's in your bottle. Eventually, every bottle is going to warm up, you know, and, and in reality, how how is it for that athlete to use? And so with performance, that's the biggest difference. We're looking at a sugar composition of about 28 to 32% of the formula with compared to some of our competitors, it's 90, 96, 100%. Um, and so that's a huge difference. Um, and so, yeah, we, we definitely uh, expose that more on the website and, and to talk more about that. Um, with a couple other products with, we have a, a hydration line, we call it our tactical line. We actually first created it kind of off the menu in 2012 and 2013 for California firefighters. Um, we shared the performance drink mix with them and actually just donated a lot to local firefighters. And they said, this stuff works fantastic, works better than anything we've ever used, but it's not quite right for us. Could you make some adjustments? And we quickly learned that the firefighters weren't going down in the heat from um, low blood sugar or hypoglycemia. They were going down in the heat from dehydration or low body water. And so they would often have sufficient fuel throughout their day to endure, but they would sweat so much with the heat stress and with their turnouts and gear and the lack of ev evaporative cooling that they had, that they needed something that was entirely focused on 24 hour hydration. And so instead of a uh, higher carbohydrate product. The performance is a 6% or 6.7% carb solution. If you want to get nitty gritty, um, we made a 1% carb solution. So we'd have the smallest amount of glucose and uh, carbohydrate for active transport. And then we made a complete mineral profile. So sodium, potassium, calcium, magnesium um, solution to basically allow them to have this electrolyte fortified flavored water. And they could drink that all day long at any time day or night um, without stimulants, without excessive vitamins or any anything extra like that. Um, and then that evolved into a hydration line with four different tiers of sodium. And so that's something that we, we didn't even realize we were doing at the time, but we were creating individualized approaches for athletes to then have the choice of how much sodium do they want to take and at what time they, they may be in different uh, climates or different situations where they prefer a low sodium option um, versus a high sodium option. So that's another thing that with our hydration product in our tactical line, we have four different levels of, of sodium from 100 milligrams per 16 ounces to over 800 milligrams per 16 ounces. Um, and you won't find that with most of our competitors. It's usually uh, a, a one size fits all approach. That's so much easier from a company standpoint it's fewer batches, it's fewer formulas, it's fewer flavors. It's, it's much easier to make one solution and force that solution to everyone instead of, yeah, making multiple options. So those, those are a couple of the uh, key differentiating factors between us and, and some of our competitors. It's really great information. And we are, of course, going to link to all of this in the, in the show notes for folks to, to check this out for themselves. But I, I love that, that it's really a menu. And what I'm envisioning is a family. We're just going to say a family of four. Uh, mom has different needs mm -hmm. for her tennis in the summer than dad does, who is 
playing golf in the heat. And then, you know, and then we've got the 12 year old that's in the middle of baseball and soccer camps um, and they have different needs and maybe they don't need one as much sugar. Like it's, it's, you, you can kind of just yeah. you pick the things that work for you and your body weight and all of that, your needs. It's really great. Yeah. Th thank you. And it wasn't something that we started with from the beginning. It wasn't a concept that we like, Oh, it would be wonderful. Wonderful. If we, if we had these different levels of sodium and we made this highly complicated life for ourselves as a company, it was something that was a lesson that we learned along the way in listening to the customer. Like there's two ways to bring a product to market. Really. It's like, you are the purporter or the purveyor of, of that product. Like we're making a, better protein powder by removing this and doing this and you're putting it out there for the customers. And sometimes the other way is just to listen to where the hole is, listen to where the opportunity is, listen to that firefighter or to that athlete and say, what are you struggling with? Is there something in existence that fits that need? You know, why or why not? And if they say no, then why, why, why? And that's what happened with this tactical line is that a, a traditional sports drink from us or our competitors wasn't ideal. Um, then we made the original version and that was solid. And then we had some people said, you know what? I have hypertension. I would love to use that, but I got to be more cautious. Okay. Wow. I didn't realize that we excluded you on accident. That is not our intention. We can, we can easily make, it, it's like making cookies, right? You're like, oh, I didn't know that you had an allergy to oats. Like we can, I can make cookies for you. You know, and then someone says, Hey, I actually need extra oats because of my physique and, and my need for carbohydrate so i need extra and so well we didn't mean to exclude you and so um in our mission to truly take care of people we have expanded um you know to multiple lines of products and and yeah it, it's it's not necessarily the most convenient for us but it's uh it does live up to our desire to truly take care of people the way that they deserve that's good stuff because it's coming back to your first principle and um it's like you're saying you listen to people. And I think that that is so powerful. And that's a great lesson. And it takes me into my next question, which is um, comes from one of our listeners. And the, the question was that they say they just started an online retail business. Um, and they asked if, they, if you might have any advice for the first six to 12 months of just starting the business. It sounds like they just launched the business. Any kind of words of wisdom for the first you know, six months to a year? Sure. I'd say if, if you're in that early phase, then there's definitely been an enthusiasm that, that you have and a sentiment that you have. And for the benefit of the doubt, we'll just assume that that's genuine uh, benevolence, that you feel that you can somehow um, make a difference. And so what I would and that you could somehow like do something different and better than what is out there. Let's just say that that's already assumed. Well, yeah, establishing that differentiation between you and anyone else is more importantly in the eye of the beholder, in the eye of the customer than in the eye of the entrepreneur. Like I might think that my restaurant is awesome, but is that your perception, right? You're the customer and, and it, the restaurant doesn't need my dollars necessarily to survive. It needs the customer's dollars to survive. That There's an economic engine that must be driven by the customer. And it is in their eyes, uh, you know, that how am I solving a problem or making their life better or easier, not in my eyes, right? And so I think that would be the first thing that I would look at for the advice is um, what are you trying, how are you differentiating yourself and would you know a focus group of your potential customers agree? And if they disagree, then listen quickly, pivot quickly. 
you know, adjust quickly until they go, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like those hats are awesome or those shirts are fantastic or that protein powder is there. And so is it, um, you know, and then the next sense is, you know, what, what is that differentiator going to be? And then once, once you identify it, like we're going to make the most comfortable running apparel ever created, starting with tops. Okay. You know, then lean into that, lean into, you know, those unique selling points or USPs. And then keep in mind that not everybody runs with a top. So you're going to have a segmented customer base. And so maybe you want to add bottoms. Are you an apparel company or are you a running top company? You know, are you, uh, you know, a, are you a barbecue restaurant that only makes brisket? A lot of people don't eat beef. So if you aren't going to, you know, or you only do pork, well, a lot of people don't eat pork. You know, you're not going to appeal to, a, to an audience. So you have to think about um, what differentiates you. Um, would your potential target market agree with that? Or is that in your mind only? Um, you know, and then how do you lean into what really separates you and, and make sure that there's a viable economic engine? Um, you know, a lot of companies early on will raise some capital. We did. We had to borrow money from friends and family after we lost, after we went, not lost, but used our own personal training money um, really to get to the dance. And, you know, and so raising capital is one thing that could help a business start, but it really just teaches you how to spend money when the most important thing that you need to do is figure out how to make money. Most of us exist in this real world where we have to build a business on positive cash flow, where most of us do not exist in the world where we just acquire users onto our app and then hope to sell it and become mega millionaires. That's just not the reality for most of us. And so it really does have to make financial economic sense, you know, at an early level. Um, so yeah, I hope that's helpful. That's what I would focus on. Um, that was a master class in uh, business and entrepreneurial management. That was excellent. Thank you so much. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah, um, thank we, you, Rob. We're going to move to rapid fire because we're just about out of time. But but uh, you got it. Let, let's do it. All right. One thing you do every single day that elevates you. I tell my wife, or I try. I try to tell my wife every single day that I love her today. And the reason I say I love you today is because it's an active phrase and it's an active choice that today isn't just another day and you're not just um, my roommate, that you are my my bride and you are my partner in life and that I choose uh, actively to love you today um, with all, you know, all the bells and whistles and, and any, any imperfections that you may have. Um, it, for sure, uh, I am the harder one to be married to than she. She's amazing. But that's one thing that I try to do um, that that definitely elevates my life. Uh, I don't know if it elevates me. Um, another thing I try to do that elevates me is activity, physical activity. Um, when I go ever go through periods of work where I get extra busy or a little extra stress and I start to miss workouts, I I always regret the the workout I miss, the run I miss. I I never regret the run, the hike, the workout, the activity I do. I never get out of the water. Like, oh, I really regret surfing today. Like I, our bodies are made to move. We have these incredible, you know, God-given physical uh, moving machines and they are just totally designed to move and we feel better. We, we There's science behind this now too. We feel better. We feel, you know, the release of these positive hormones, these hope molecules, we, we are designed to move. And so I really try to move every single day 
um, whether that is some kind of uh, uh, resistance activity, whether it's some kind of functional training, whether it's some kind of adventure, or it's just throwing one of my children into the Bob stroller and getting, you know, two easy miles around the neighborhood with uh, their preferred playlist of uh, Disney classics, um, something like that. I think when I don't get that activity in, I'm a less sharp, less uh, capable and kind version of myself. And when I do get that activity in, it's just, I, I set myself up to be the best, the better version of myself. Oh my goodness. You just said all my favorite things. That was awesome. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> that was great. Uh, best purchase in the last year for less than a hundred dollars. You have a hundred dollars. Oh, what was the man. best purchase? Less than a hundred bucks. Oh man. That's a great question. Oh man. Oh, that's a good one. Um, well, running shoes cost more than that now. Uh, bicycles cost more than that. Um, Oh man, that's a good one. Um, I'm going to go with an experience. I'd say for well less than a hundred dollars, um, you can, you can purchase uh, a game of golf. I just played nine holes. I'm not going to say it's my best, but I just played nine holes with a good friend of mine and coworker who I don't get to see very often. And we got to spend the afternoon together, just hanging out in the sunshine in nice weather. And that was $30 a piece. So yep. I'm going to have that memory for a lot longer than a $30 meal. Um, and, and that was fantastic. So I would say um, purchase yourself an activity or experience. Um, I think my Spartan race was slightly over $100. But if it was under, I would say that. I would say do a race. Do a race or activity with friends or family you love. Um, and then you'll have memories for a long time. That's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm a big believer in purchasing experiences and moments and with people. That's great. And uh, everybody on the show knows my love of Spartan races and endurance racings. Um, you, yeah. you mentioned you mentioned events. Uh, do you have a favorite event that you've sponsored or one that you look forward to or that you all have, have coming up or? Um, Ooh. Yeah, gosh, there's so many. Um, oh, that's tough. That's like picking like your favorite kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd say if there's a favorite event, um, the Sea Otter Classic is a bicycle festival that's here in California in April every year. It is a massive event. It's a festival. And um, the reason that it's my favorite is that it's an all comers welcome event. So there's every kind of bicycle activity and at every kind of ability. So you can be new to bike riding and you can go out for a road ride or a mountain ride or an electric bike ride, at, you know, which is wonderful for aging adults to help democratize like mountain biking um, and just bring more people into it. Uh, so it's for all abilities. It's for all styles of activity. You can see the pros there. It's a four day festival. So there is just tons and tons of activities and you get to see a lot of smiles. So we're the official hydration partner for the Sea Otter Classic. It, it'll pull between eight and 10,000 competitors and 70 to 80,000 people across the four day festival. And so it was a big, a big thing to step up and try to become the hydration sponsor. Um, but we have been that sponsor uh, since stepping up to fill a void and have a big need there in 2016. And we just continually renew. And yes. that. so I would say if you haven't, if you haven't checked it out and you, and you want an excuse to come to California in the spring, um, you know, bring a bicycle or rent a bicycle or borrow when we get here. The Sea Otter Classic is awesome. I know our I know our listeners in California will will love that, and uh, hopefully they'll get up there. Maybe I'll get there one of these days too. Um, 
first principle quote saying you talked about your your motto your business your principles anything for you in particular it's a, really a first principle quote for you oh man um i'd have to go to maya angelou if i had to if i had to pick one um my favorite quote from her is is and this is where our name fluid comes from uh do the best you can until you know better then when you do when you know better do better um, and so with fluid, like we are a company in motion who help people, hopefully in motion, right. Help people with healthy habits, running, cycling, swimming, and all their, all the kind of activities that they enjoy. And so it, it's like, we're doing the best we can today with the knowledge we have, with the information we have, with the customer feedback we have, with the vendor selection we have tomorrow, we might have some new data. We might have some new peer reviewed science. We might have access to an ingredient that we didn't previously have. Um, and, and that, that truly happened, uh, with, with vegan protein, we tried to make vegan recovery drink mixes in 2008 and, um, they were so unenjoyable. I didn't think anyone would use them, but we had a customer said, I would love to use the recovery drink you guys have, but it has whey protein and I'm allergic. And so because of that, I've actually become vegan. Um, and, and so I unintentionally excluded someone, you know, from the benefits of recovery drink nutrition and, and we couldn't write that wrong for eight years until an ingredient came around that was really soluble, really tasty. We had to source a super high quality protein from Canada. Um, and so I'd, I'd, I'd lean into my Angela's quote, do the best you can until you know better. And then when you know that, do that. So that's all. That's a good one. Um, and then final one here, current feel good mental boost song or station. Do you have anything that's like, Maybe you're just in a little bit of a funk or maybe you're going for a run and you're like, you know what, let's juice it up here a little bit. Give us just a go-to song right now. Oh man. I'd say, uh, I got to go to Foo Fighters radio. I got to go back to my, to my late high school, early college, um, you know, grunge rock and listening to Dave Grohl just, uh, to sing and, and scream out there. Uh, if, if I have, that's probably for me by myself. If my family or kids around, um, I'd go Tom Petty, go old school, Tom Petty. You just can't, there's no way you can listen to wildflowers with your kids and, and not feel better, especially when they become old enough to start singing the words at about four, they start singing. Oh man. Yeah. They start singing before that, but they just don't know the words. <laughs> yeah. Those are, those are both awesome. Oh my goodness. Well, Richard, this has been great. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate this. I could talk to you all day. There's so much more I want to know. Maybe we'll have you back at some point, but this has been great. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Rob, thank you very much for having me. It's been an honor. As I mentioned, I work for Elevation Health, and we've been in business for 27 years, creating customizable solutions for your fitness and wellness needs. That's right, folks, 27 years. And in our 27 years, we've seen it all. So whatever your needs might be, we got you covered. From fitness management and online training to on-site classes and integrated technology, we help small and large groups alike get healthy and stay engaged. I encourage you to learn more about us at contactelevation.com and to follow us on social media at elevation.health.